<laughs> Welcome to Which Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, we flip and slide tiles to make perfect combinations in Shifting Stones. Next up, we add light and color to a black and white world in Glow. And lastly, we square off head to head in a battle between archaeologists in Lost Cities. I'm your host, Celeste Angelis, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hi, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hi, guys. And Mike Grenier. Squee! I haven't said Gavin, our first <laughs> game up this week is Shifting Stones, designed by J. Evan Rate, published by GameRight in 2020, number of players 1 to 5, ages 8 and up, playtime 20 minutes. Okay, Mikey, tell us what's in the box. The cover of the box shows an array of colorful carved stone blocks with mysterious icons, seemingly ready to swap and shift positions. Inside the box, we find nine stone tiles. One of them is yellow, two are orange, three are purple, and three are white with varying symbols on them. Uh, 72 pattern cards and five reference cards. And that's what's in the box. Before we tell you, if a shifting stone gathers no moss, Evan, give us a quick read of the rules. In shifting stones, nine mystical tiles lie before you in a grid of rocky ruins. So a grid meaning three by three. The goal is to rearrange the tiles to match one or more of the patterns in your hand of pattern cards. Tiles can be flipped to reveal a new color, or the tiles can be moved to change their positions on the grid. The catch is that you must sacrifice a card every time you swap or flip. The first player to 10 points is the winner, so carve out the most points and your victory will be set in stone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, we played this on Board Game Arena. Mm -hmm. uh, how did you guys like the look of it? A lot of color in this game. Yeah, I, there was a lot of color, but some of the colors were kind of close to each other. So when you're looking at huh. it online, there's like a purple and a pink. You know, those are always a little tough to like tell the difference. And a green and a blue, which is like a soft blue and a light green. So, you know. Hmm. I, I, didn't, I didn't think that they were that... Uh, close to each other i i didn't really confuse them they, they seemed okay to me uh but some people see colors in different ways so i i totally get that not everyone's eyes are the same for me Did what you i get liked that? it that they looked like stone carving like somebody yeah. chiseled out the little parts of it well they, yeah they looked, they looked chiseled but they also looked like candy the colors were candy like <laughs> and like you know and those kind of shapes and like i don't know the edges i don't know it just reminded me of some kind of like chewy like candy that's <laughs> not usually your domain that's usually evan that says <laughs> exactly candy what do you color. think evan evan they want to eat the pieces yeah mm -hmm. although we although we played the game online from what i've seen uh, of the actual physical game is that those stone surfaces of those cards are raised or embossed mm -hmm. so they have texture to them they're they're very cool Wow. Yeah, you don't get to feel them in uh, nah. online on yeah. board no, game. No, don't get the yet. touch and don't feel. Boo. Work on that technology. Put on the, hap <laughs> the, the haptic glove. You yeah. Know, start oh, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Can you flip wait? the tiles? It's going to be so cool. Yep. <laughs> no, uh, maybe the deluxe version is actual stone tile. <gasps> it makes a noise Ooh. when you... 
Yeah. <laughs> Slide them. <laughs> Those Indiana Jones noises. When oh, Ron yeah. Around, exactly. You know, totally Tomb Raider. <laughs> so the playtime says it's 20 minutes. So did it feel like 20 for you guys? Well, it wasn't super long. It felt, it felt like about 20, right? Yeah, it was. Did we play it twice? Did we... Did, I don't know if we played it twice. Yeah, I can't remember, but I think we Sometimes might have. We get I think through, there was yeah. uh, some some pretty quick plays here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it definitely the time holds up, Celeste. You don't have to. This is one of these games where box says twenty minutes, but it took which game first? An hour and thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure, sure. How so, did you like it? How did you like placing those tiles? Was it really frustrating or? Was it fun? Was it relaxing? Sometimes these tile games are really relaxing, like Lanterns. I really enjoy mm-hmm. just placing it. What kind of a feel is it for this game? Is it uh or uh? I think it's a mix because mix. Yeah. you're waiting for your turn and you're seeing other people manipulate the stones. So sometimes it's, yes, he just put that in the right spot for me. And other times like, no, that was perfect. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, everything's the, ruined. Yep. Yeah, you you have like some cards that are worth like I think six points, which is a lot in this game. Mm-hmm. And but it relies mm-hmm. on a very specific pattern. You know what I mean? Like blue, you know, or purple, green, red, or something like that in each of the corners. Or like you know, and it'll be just about set up. Be like, if somebody moves any tile but this tile right here, I'm gonna be able to get it on my turn. And, you know, to me, that seems to happen all the time, you know. <laughs> and, Evan, you said the changes happen fast? They do happen fast. This is definitely one of those games where you need some uh, plan Bs, C, D, and E, in a way. <clears throat> it comes down to the uh, the patterns that you're holding in your hand, hand of cards. You want to have a nice variety. You want to make sure you don't. Uh, I think you always, do you always draw up to four? I can't recall. Yeah, I think but, you always um, draw back up. And they're mm-hmm. a resource as well. They are, yeah, and they are a resource. But the more you have in your hand, the more patterns you have. And that gives you more opportunities to make those scores. So you don't want to run down too thin in, in your hand um, mm-hmm. yeah, because that'll uh, limit the your opportunities for for scoring. Yeah. And um, to kind of echo what, what Ed, and, Ed and Mike both said, yeah, it's it, it, the, the, the uh, I don't call it anxiety, but the excitement of the game is seeing if the stones that are in front of you, which you have as your pattern in your hand, will last long enough till the turn gets to you that mm-hmm. you can make the play. More often yeah. not, than not, that does not happen. Yeah, and there's a little bit you can do on your turn to like change your fate. You know what I mean? You can throw stuff away to, to switch up some things. Um, so having a good variety, like Evan said, is important. Um, but sometimes you get lucky and you're, somebody will move something at the end of their turn which puts your hand exactly where it needs to be, like something you can score right out of your hand that somebody else had no idea about. That happened to me at least once, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's I, nice. It's great, too. Fun it, surprise. Yeah, it is a nice, happy surprise. It, it's <laughs> cool. There's only nine tiles, and they're always the same for every game that you play, but the different patterns that you're drawing out of the deck make <clears throat> the game really different each time. Mm-hmm. So it's very cool that they did that that way. Hmm. All right, so agony and ecstasy. We've got <laughs> yes. that going mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. The rules are simple, easy to pick up, Evan? Very, very. Yeah, there's there's really not much to this game, which in a way makes it elegant. Um, when yeah. You, you know, because the, mm-hmm. the fewer rules you have to <laughs> learn about a game in order to play it, you know, that just means it's accessible to that many more people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a family. It's a, I, I, I put it in the class of uh, family, like a Friday night game with family. 
Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, there's no there's no timing issues, no like, you know, rules that cross over each other because there's very few things that you're trying to accomplish. You're just trying to match patterns. Right. You know, and and, and the and, cards are your resources, so if you can't match the patterns, where it's like, well, I'll ditch this card so I can flip mm-hmm. this one over and then I shall toss this other one so I can shift this. Yes, I got mm-hmm. it. Hot points. <laughs> yep. And, and then, then, the, and then the first to ten points win. So it's like yep. if you over. can go with that big oh, five good. point card and get you over the finish line, you mm-hmm. yeah. right, five <laughs> points, one card, halfway there. Boom. Nice. Yep. Exactly. It's tough. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury shifting stones. Evan? Shifting stones. It's easy to learn. It's simple to play. It's casual. It's a light game. It's not not the most dynamic game, obviously, but I can see it being played regularly by the family on Friday night, as I said. So why not dig it up? Mike? I thought it was simple, elegantly designed, easy to learn and teach. Pretty fun. Um, Yeah, I have to dig it up. Checks a lot of boxes. How about you, Ed? The tiles are fun to move and flip around. And now, yeah, I got points. Oh, more points. It does feel a bit random to me at times, though. But because it's so easy to play and it is fun, I'm going to dig this up for another go. (laughs) Our spatial puzzles, your jam. Let us know. We are at with Game First on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You know it. Yeah, come <laughs> see us. Our next game up this week is Glow, designed by Cedric Shabusi. Published by Bombix in 2021. Number of players, 2 to 4, ages 10 and up. Playtime, 45 minutes. Okay, Mikey, tell us what's in the box. The cover of the box depicts a beautiful sketchwork fox seemingly commanding several other semi-mythical fauna while summoning a raging storm. Inside the box we find a large board, a small board, 30 element dice, and 53 companion cards. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this game gets a glowing review, (laughs) Evan, shine some light on the rules. In Glow, you're an adventurer who builds their company by recruiting a new traveling companion each turn, trying to combine their powers as best as possible. You'll roll the dice to activate the advantages that your companions bring to you, or their disadvantages. (laughs) Gather many slivers of light to dispel the darkness, restore the colors, travel the land to reach landmarks, and, of course, score points. That's what it's all about. In short... Glow is a card-drafting, dice-rolling, and combinations game. The box contains lots of colorful dice, as Mike explained. The game boards, all the components are there to have a great time. A little bit of luck goes goes a long way as well. After eight rounds, the person with the most points is going to be the winner, obviously. <laughs> yep. Well, we all played this game on Board Game Arena. I know that Evan... Ed and Mike played it uh, on one of your Thursday night games, right, guys? Uh, Evan did we- not play this. Evan oh, did not Ed play this. Okay. You yeah. played this, Celeste. Celeste, I you did. played it. I know, I, th- yeah. I know I played it. Yeah. Did I play it on a Thursday night? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Well, then you guys can That's see wild. it. 
Yeah. You can see it on YouTube right mm-hmm. now. I know mm-hmm. I played it with right. at least with Mikey because Mikey and I have been playing some games, just the mm-hmm. two of us, mm-hmm. so that I can catch up with you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, this one we played on Thursday night, so everybody can catch it right now on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. It's a black and white board mm-hmm. with a little bit of color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of the overall look on Board Game Arena? Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> it reminded me of like, a really good version of the kind of sketches that I would do when I'm like bored and I just have like lines next to each other, like a lot of line drawings, good saturation, but it looks like ink from a hand. Mm. And I really appreciate that with little tiny pops of color to like really bring everything home. It's like high quality comic book art. Yeah. I think how I would describe it. Yeah. The old fashioned kind of art, like from the savage sort of Conan in the 1970s or something, some really heavy, heavy inks. I think when uh, we were talking to our fans on Thursday night during the live stream, uh, we mentioned, someone mentioned, it might have been me, Edward Gorey, who is an old, uh, again, sketch artist from the 70s who used to do the opening for Mystery Theater on on PBS. Mm -hmm. So there used to be, do you guys remember that old TV show called Mystery? Mystery? No. (laughs) It was very scary sometimes. (laughs) But Edward Gorey did the opening uh, animations for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a it is a very compelling art style. It's mm-hmm. so bold, and yeah. it it really does set a mood. Yeah. Um, and I think that mood is, gosh, I don't want to say it's dark. Just, no, it's more like I, I felt like mystical and like yeah, yeah. Soft, I kind of got like, like yeah. adventure and mystery out of it. Yeah. 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 I, really, I'll go with that. <laughs> good use of negative space on the on there too. Like the clouds are just a negative space and there's this swirling. I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if I can do it justice by describing it, but it's definitely worth looking at. But that I is really our think. job. We're here yes. on an audio podcast. <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. It's an audio podcast with a video medium that I'm trying to describe. It's so tough. I, I, I just saying I don't feel qualified as an artist to really do it justice with my description. But they should I really, have sent a poet. Really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's what i'm feeling right now exactly <laughs> it's well, good okay so the online play mikey you had it mm-hmm. left you with some questions yeah like when i was taking my action i thought one thing was going to happen and something else kind of happened <laughs> a couple times you know and and because it's online i really didn't get to see the you know from point a to point b by rolling my dice and seeing what occurred so i don't know you I left mean the confused. automation was a little too efficient from board game arena mm, yeah maybe <laughs> so that's a problem we've run into before with board mm-hmm. game arena uh, mm-hmm. sometimes when a game is a little complex it can do too much of the housekeeping for you so you mm-hmm. don't so you don't quite know what's going on if you play yeah. carcassonne yeah, it, it, on it's vga it's the learning mm-hmm. in the sense of um because it's doing the housekeeping, sometimes you don't get a feel for what your actions are doing because mm-hmm. it, it took care of the in-between depth. Did you guys feel that way too? I mean, or was it just me? I mean, um, I, I was always going for combos. It did probably take me a, a little bit of time to understand what all the dice were for and what sides were on the dice because mm-hmm. you kind of have to hover over the dice in order to figure out what sides right. were possible on those mm. dice. So the, yeah. the, as simple as the game is, there is a bit of information to digest because there's a few different symbols. Each die mm. has some you know, other symbols on them and you can get pulled. So you're like, okay, 
I get the red dice if I do that, and then I had this symbol here, and mm -hmm. I, this card had the combo over here, and but this other card got the other combo in here. Can I use them together? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Evan, what did you think? Did you feel like you were um, confused by it doing too much for you? I felt like I wish I was there to have played the game that night. Uh -huh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I keep forgetting you were there. <laughs> the, um, well, I'll tell so, you what but, happened to me. Yeah, I was okay, yeah. so desperate trying to get to these locations, trying to get mm -hmm. to the... Okay. So there are these golden like diamonds on the board, uh -huh. right? Oh, yeah. And, look at those. And you're diamonds. like, oh, there's so many points. There's so many points. I got to get... I want to get all the way over to that 20 on the other yeah. side of the board. I can do it. I can do it. And then realizing like <laughs> halfway to that location that it's a lot farther than you think. <laughs> and that that is what happened to me. I was just so desperate trying to get to these locations that I didn't even notice the housekeeping. I'm just yeah. like, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Why am I not there yet? Yeah. And the, and the reason was just I didn't have the resources that I thought I had to use. Wow. Yeah, there's like a footprint resource that you have to kind of expend when you get there to actually land on the space. Yes. And you don't necessarily have that. Um, and the dice, you really got to know what's on the dice because just because you're rolling red dice doesn't mean you're going to get fire, but the, the chances are just a little higher on those dice. Right. You know what I mean? So you right. want to yes, saturate. Right. a little. What... It felt like one of those dice felt like it was rolling the same D <laughs> thing every single time. I'm like, can it just roll anything other than a leaf? I know, I know. So, I mean, and, anything. Uh, I yeah. could use anything. Oh, it was brutal. So sometimes except, I did feel a lot of pain. Except time you needed the leaf, then it rolled the other thing. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. I, I feel like, yeah, there was this one resource that I never, ever needed and always, always got. And yeah. did you guys feel that way? Is it just like a feeling you get? Yeah, I think I did. Like at a certain point, um, I started just rolling whatever dice trying to get the symbol I wanted rather than looking for the more saturated die yeah mm -hmm. you know what i mean i'm just mm -hmm. like I, just, I started looking for more dice mm. yeah you know that's yeah. what i did that makes sense because mm -hmm. the yeah, hoping I think more dice was what i went for too plus i was looking for power that gave me movement because mm -hmm. you needed both the symbol to get past the optical mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the feet to generate the movement points so yeah. if you had both movement points and the ability to get past obstacles, you can move into that next room with the victory point. Yeah. yeah. I was... think to get back to Mike's point, though, I mm -hmm. think that you've got an excellent point there, Mike. I think I fell into the trap. So this is a quick um, strategy <laughs> tip. I think I fell into the trap of, of expecting the odds to always go in my favor based <laughs> on the percentage, right? Yeah. So yeah. if it's a 60% what I want, let's say a raindrop, right? 60% uh -huh. water drop shot. Then why isn't it rolling water drop every mm -hmm. single time? Because <laughs> you fall into that thinking, right? You're, you're thinking, oh, 60%, it's going to roll. <laughs> and actually, two of them, right? Well, <laughs> so a, a, six, a side on a six-sider is is only 16%-ish, right, per mm -hmm. side. And there was only two of the symbol you wanted on the more saturated die. So right. you're only 32%. So the odds are still against what you're going to ask for. And it feels like, yeah. And I <laughs> fell into this trap of like, why isn't it rolling this? It's got two of them. <laughs> right. Two out of six. I should get it every time. Right. <laughs> right. <Yes. laughs> not exactly. An, not an unfair expectation. Celeste. Yeah. Not a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's very kind, Evan. Very kind. <laughs> Hey, look, it's positive thinking, you know, think, think. Yeah, you know, use I'm, the secret in games like this, of that's course. Right. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> right. So, okay. So you can't use those odds. So what about cards, Mike? Well, using cards to help. How do, so, how do they help? Yeah. Your companions are kind of deciding what you're going to be rolling each turn. Um, mm-hmm. and, and like I said, there, there are some that are really good. They give you lots of dice, but there's also a risk that they burn themselves out and mm-hmm. you don't have them to use later on. And those ones were actually really good until they weren't. <laughs> you know, because you're getting three dice off of some of them. and But the downside is if you roll too many of a certain kind of symbol in that round, it, it, the card is gone after that. Mm. I think they're still worth it since the game is fairly short. Right. So, okay. you know, yeah, I going for the high round. dice. And I think the better. other thing you can do with it, this is what I enjoyed about the game. You can choose which companion to bring along with you. So you're kind of building your party. Mm-hmm. And if you have that guy who's high risk because, oh, if I have too many fire, he'll burn himself out. But mm-hmm. that's only if you have no other way of using fire. If you bring along another companion that can do something beneficial with fire, mm-hmm. when you roll the fire, you can use it for the beneficial effect and say, oh, I don't mm-hmm. have any more fire mm-hmm. to kill him with. So, up, oh, he doesn't die. Sorry, I'm out of fire. <laughs> My bad. And then also there's cards that let you flip a die to a different side or Mm re-roll a die too so that you can roll that big pile of dice and then oh that's a little too much of that let me just you know re-roll it or flip it so getting getting stuff to manipulate and then filling your hand with lots of resources and then deciding what to do always great in a dice game (laughs) (laughs) I'll i'll say this it took a little bit of um a little bit of brain power to figure out how the cards worked. It was mm-hmm. a little, the symbology wasn't the simplest thing in mm-hmm. the world. So okay. just yeah. to figure out how to turn it to your advantage, this is going to be a two or three times playthrough in order to really get it. Mm-hmm. I feel like they might have sacrificed on that note. I think they sacrificed a little bit of clarity for a little bit of beauty on the cards, you know. Mm. They're so, gorgeous. They are. Right. I, and I one love thing this we game. didn't get to experience on BGA was really the backs of the cards, which uh-huh. are beautiful too. Mm-hmm. They're they're actually a really stark black with a, a faint gray symbol and then all the colors of the symbols around it. And it's really striking. Oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. striking, yeah. Nice. So Yeah, they are beautiful cards, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was I think almost worth it. <laughs> the sacrifice, but yeah. <laughs> Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Glow. Ed? The art brings you into a world where you want to explore, while the dice add a very random element into the game. The variety of companions you can select allow you different concepts you can explore. And for that reason, I'll dig this up for another journey. (laughs) Mike? The art in this game was gorgeous. I think it would be better in person getting to hold those cards and the big fistfuls of dice you'd be able to roll. Mm. Um, I was a little lost in what seemed to be, it looked like simple rules at first, but I kind of didn't grasp all of them the first go around. But that's not going to, that won't deter me from giving this another shot. So I'll dig it up. I will say that the look of this board and box is this is one of the few games that I've seen where I would really like to have it on my shelf just for the look of it. And it's one of those games that I'd like to have and uh, put out on the table. Mm. So I too wish we had played it in person 
Hint, hint, Ed, maybe go grab a copy of this. Ooh, someone's birthday is um, coming up, maybe. I soon. do also agree that I, I want to roll the dice. They're lovely dice, and I think that would really help to understand the game better. This is one of those games that I think in person would make the difference. I definitely would play it again. I am digging it up. Nice. So do you love black and white art? Or is full color the only way to go? No, no, no. We are at which game first. Our last game up this week is Lost Cities, designed by uh, Reiner Nizia. <laughs> Here we go. By the way, shameless plug, Reiner Nizia, you can see him on our <laughs> boardgamedesignconference.com. Mm-hmm. Great, great conference. We put it out, uh, gosh, it's uh, a, year a year ago and change, yeah. or just yeah. a year. One year yeah, and a month. Yeah, just about a year ago, Reiner was our keynote. Mm-hmm. He was an excellent excellent speaker some yeah so he was he was a lot of fun and so many really great industry professionals talking about game design so if you're interested in game design at all from an artist standpoint from a marketing standpoint from a game design standpoint great names from the industry at boardgamedesignconference.com for just ten dollars you can get the entire conference access to all the videos Really great stuff, guys. And it supports us and helps you become a better designer or just learn about game design. Mm -hmm. Boardgamedesignconference.com. All right. Published by Cosmos, 1999. (laughs) Number of players, two. Ages 10 and up. Playtime, 30 minutes. Okay, Mikey, what's in the box? Dust it off. The cover of the box shows two intrepid explorers headed to a bird-infested ruin using a crudely drawn picture as their only guide. And hey, they found the place. Congratulations. (laughs) Inside the box, we find a game board, 60 cards, which consist of 45 expeditions and five, nine destinations, some, uh, some number of destinations. If you do the math, you'll find that out. Sorry. (laughs) I wrote it down weird. Uh, And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if Lost Cities was quite the find. Evan, these are good this week. (laughs) (laughs) Quite the find. They're good every week. (laughs) Evan, unfold that simple map of the rules. Right? (laughs) All right. Lost Cities is a card game in which the object is to gain points by mounting profitable archaeological expeditions to the different sites represented by the colored suits of cards. On a player's turn, they must first play one card, either to an expedition or by discarding it to the color-appropriate discard pile, and then draw one card, either from the deck or from the top of a discarded pile. Cards are played to expedition. <clears throat> cards played to expeditions must be in, uh, in ascending order, but they need not be consecutive. Handshakes are considered lower than two, and they represent investments in an expedition. Thus, if you play a red four. You can play any other red card higher than four on a future turn, but you can't play the handshake, you can't play the two, and you can't play the three. It's pretty easy Mm -hmm. to follow. The game continues in that fashion with players alternating turns until the final card is taken from the deck. The rest of the cards in hand are then discarded and players score their expeditions. Each expedition that has at least one card played into it must be scored. Cards played into an expedition are worth their rank in points, and handshakes count as a multiplier against your final total. One handshake doubles an expedition's value. Two handshakes 
triples the value. And three handshakes quadruples. <gasps> wow. Hey, Mike, expeditions start at a value of negative, ne- negative 20. 20. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Nesius. Each yep. one starts at negative 20. Start oh, in man. the hole. Negative 20. You must play at least 20 points of cards into an expedition in order to make a profit. All right, that's enough of the rules. Let's get yeah, to really. it. Yeah, really. I feel like I could actually play with these you rules. might be able to. That's you basically can, all that, of that it. That is yeah. like the entire rule book right there. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. What what uh, f- program did you play this on? What we internet? We on Board Game Arena. Board Game you did. Oh, I was hoping it was, you know. And it's a oh, head-to-head game. It, could, it sounds like it could be. Oh, you yeah. might actually be able to find it there, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should try that. We I mean, uh, it published uh, in 1999. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Yukata era. That is yeah. Yukata era. Totally Prime could era. Be there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought for sure you guys had played it on that. Okay. So <laughs> it is kind of retro looking. Did Board Game Arena do anything snazzy with it? Uh, how did it look? Well, I think they were using the new updated graphics from the the new printing. I think it's a 2016 mm. printing. Makes sense. Yeah. And I how did the- it look? Sorry. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. No, it was okay. I mean, the cards were just a location. You know, there wasn't really action mm-hmm. on the cards. It's just like a scenery for each. So set. a landscape. Yeah, Basically. landscapey kind of thing, you know. Yeah, we fine. have like I little rooms that look like you no. Know, oh, what was that structure there? How old is that? What was that yeah. used for? I mean, there's a there's a little bit there. Granted, the theme is not super thick here. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, with a number on the corner of each card being made, one of the only things you need to pay attention to. You know. Yeah. So that does beg the question. I mean, it, does it just feel like number stacking with a skin? Uh, the interaction's a little bit better than that, I'd say, because like you're kind of deciding what other people might have in their hand. You know what I mean? You don't want to throw something down or throw something away that they can use. You know, so you're kind of playing a little cat and mouse with people and trying to like call their bluffs and stuff like that. Mm. So, did you feel something. like you were tricking Ed? Did you feel like you were, or did you feel like Ed was hiding information? I How mean, did it feel? Did it feel Ed like always a cat hides mouse? information. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Ed hides pretty much everything. Well, there was like kind of stuff you could do in the game to delay the game a little bit to force somebody to make a choice because you once you make a choice about going into one of the expeditions, you start at negative 20. If you don't go in there at all with your cards, you're okay for a moment. You know what I mean? Like you don't get any negative points for not yeah, going into an expedition. You don't, uh, it's not okay. worth anything, but you don't it's, start at negative it, twenty. Yeah, it's right. not worth zero. It's yeah. it's worth but zero instead of negative twenty. If you put one card in that color, mm-hmm. up, you, know, right. you got negative twenty points of uh, uh, skin in the game, as it were. Yeah, yeah. So once you see somebody play a low card in one suit, you might have two medium cards in that suit, but you're gonna go. You know what? If they if they had the took the risk to play that suit. Uh, they probably have something to back it up, and I'm not going to get any of the stuff I need. Oh. So, yeah. And if you draw the early cards after you draw the late cards, yeah. you can't uh, play them anymore. They're so garbage. It, does it feel like just rotten luck? Or mm, Yeah, some of it is like, oh, my God, if this card had come up 12 cards ago, I would have been fine. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, there's that card. Yeah, there's that. Love you know? that. There, there's a little bit of that, and, and, and mm. it is a bit of, um, I, I would almost say chicken. In a yeah, sense, definitely um, chicken. Ooh, yeah, um, you're holding on the cards and they're clogging your hand because you <laughs> can't play them yet. 
Sure. You you don't, because dip. you don't want to give them to the other guy? Right. That's exactly. another thing, goes, too. I yeah. can put this down and discard it and make room for something else because I can't make use of this card. The problem is mm-hmm. Mikey he'll, he'll pick can. it right up. And I don't want to make it Mikey assets right. to the card. That's so yeah. shades my of uh, gin. That's I'll a gin mechanism. Uh-huh. Shades yeah. of gin rummy, Evan. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, and if I'm holding the 9 and the 10 in that suit, you know, that's 19 points. It's still not 20. Right. <laughs> I'm still going to yeah. lose a point for that, even by playing <laughs> oh, both brutal. of those. So you're wait, waiting for anything lower than that to come up first. And sometimes oh somebody else is waiting for the same thing in the same suit. Like, because they don't, don't have know. the 9 and 10. They're like, well, do yeah, I start worried. this thing, even though I have the 2 and the 3? But I don't mm-hmm. know that I'm going to get the... The, the point necessary to make that a worthwhile investment. Right. So. Yeah, they're holding two, three, six, and they're like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> play two and three and then hope four or five. You don't have to play all of them, but still, like, That's right. you need them to equal at least 20 to break even. But I'll say one thing. You get one of those handshakes, you're like, wow, now oh, all I have to so do is it'll double my <laughs> points. Yeah. yeah. Let me, yeah, get, if you wait, have, let me wait for a second handshake. That'll triple my point. But if you have two handshakes and nothing else, you're like, oh. I could play two handshakes and anything will be good and nothing comes up. Well, it triples yeah. the negative 20. So it gives you a false sense of confidence? <laughs> it's worse. No, it, like, it gives you hope. It gives you hope, which false is the most dangerous okay, thing you can have in this game. Kind of false hope, but yeah. False yeah. hope, right. <laughs> yeah, you can get negative triple 20, you know what I mean? Oh like my if, gosh, you, if you just gosh. play two handshakes. That is so painful. Have that kind of happened to me. Like, <laughs> I had, I had it happened two to of those. Ed and oh, I, it did. Oh, and I, yeah. The best no. I got was a minus ten. I was like, oh, minus ten. Oh, double. Yikes! Mm, so yeah. what was what? What was the the winning score? Like negative four or something? No, 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 no. Still <laughs> I ended up with a pretty good you score. Yeah. Positive. Could okay. you do the three rounds of this? But I think there was mm-hmm. one round. I didn't go negative, but it was low. Like yeah, like one round. My 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 net score was like. Four. Yeah, three or four points in the first round. I, think. <laughs> I, I ended up doing pretty well. I think I won this game. I can't remember, but I did, did well by delaying, you know, like by because you can pick up people's discards and then you can just yeah. discard them later, too. So you keep cycling through there rather than the deck and the game kind of prolongs and you can wait for people to give up on something they've been holding on to and then snag it when they finally drop it. You know? I yeah. kind of recall it that though, because I tanked it in the second around a little bit mm-hmm. mikey did something uncharacteristic he went mm-hmm. conservative on the third round mm-hmm. i did <laughs> which is very rare for me but you know i was like so far ahead at that point i'm like i just need to not get a bunch of negative 20s and i don't i don't think they'll be able to catch up so and I because kinda... you were playing conservative i was starting to get a, a few points and you're getting a little concerned i was getting I nervous <laughs> yep yeah it's a weird game when ed's the the wild one and i'm the conservative one that game <laughs> Roll reversal. well with a double handshake he had to be desperate oh dude I, I played a couple double handshakes and it paid off but it's scary because you well, don't you know do you think if this game were designed today mm-hmm. it would start with negative points i mean what is the point of that i think that well, the- this game needs them it wouldn't Whoa. be the same without. I know, I know. Don't. <laughs> my, my fans will be very surprised to hear me say, but I think this game needs that level of risk. I mean, maybe there would be some other way to put the risk in there, but putting, dropping two negative, like two doublers and then getting negative 60 points is is risky. So I think the game needs that level of risk because it also has that level of reward to, to yeah, counter I, it. I, I agree with Mikey there. I think it, it adds that um, excitement. Mm-hmm. To like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm in it to win it now. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm going for this one right here, and that's it. <laughs> Let's face it, there's, there's, a, there's a psychological consequence to you know, scoring things in the negative. There, ju- there just is. Yeah. Uh, so there is a little psychology at work here. Yeah, in, in Magic the Gathering, they call that feels bad. It's like they squish <laughs> it into one word. Like, oh, that has a real feels bad vibe. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury lost cities. Mike? The game had decent art, I thought, um, and a little bit of grief to give your opponents. It's a set collection game that lets you jab your buddies a bit, and I think that's worth it. So I'll say dig it up. Ed? Well, I will admit that it's not a particularly thematic game. The art is very nice and offers an enjoyable race for the point that is easy to learn, quick to play, so I'm going to dig up this classic. (laughs) So what is enough theme for your strategy game on a scale of checkers to Twilight Imperium? (laughs) Let us know. We are at which game first. And that brings us to the end of our show. We look forward to hearing about all the game exploring you're doing. Please reach out to us anywhere. We're on Instagram. We're on Discord. And if you become a patron of this show, you will not only get access to our exclusive patron-only Discord channel, you will get our patron-only podcast released every other week called... Bonus Bonus Points. Bonus Points. All right, guys. Thank you so much. If you give a chance, if you get a chance, please leave us a like, a rating, a review, <laughs> a shout out anywhere. Mention us to your buddies down at the basketball court. It really helps others find the show. It really helps us grow. Happy, happy gaming explorers. <laughs> hey, Ed, where's the Lost City and what's it behind? Oh, the Lost City is behind that glow you see <laughs> behind the shifting sand. Don't, yeah, don't. Onward, yeah. adventurers. <laughs>